Hello, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Harvest Church here in Elk Grove. We're excited to have you join us as we share God's message of hope and love. Each week, we bring you a new message from our pastors and guest speakers designed to inspire, uplift your spirits, and challenge you. Whether you're listening on your commute, at home, or on a walk, we hope these messages will bring you closer to God and help you on your faith journey. So without further ado, let's listen in. Father, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord God. I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Enlighten the eyes of the understanding of your people. Give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to perceive what the spirit of the Lord is saying. God, I pray that the word of God would become a reality to us and that you would anoint us to be recipients, Lord God, not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. God, I pray for obedient hearts. You said those who are willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. And I pray that you give us obedience to the word of God. And Lord, even as we're reading and studying the scriptures in 2024 as a congregation, as a church, as a ministry, I pray, Lord, that the words would jump off the page and you would give us instructions for life that will cause us to thrive and prosper as we do the will of God. We love you and we thank you. Bless your people today in your son Jesus' name. We pray and everyone say it. Amen. amen and amen. I want to talk to you this morning about the word of God. We are going to talk about the word of God. I want you to understand the importance of the word of God, and I really want to drill this in because the word of God is not a philosophy. It's not something that's been studied by man, a, philo- a philosophical belief system that someone just came up with and decided to present to humanity. These are the divine inspired words of God. They are breathed upon by God himself, and he inspired men to pen what he was saying. People say it was written by men. Yes, it was written by men, but it was written by men who were inspired by God. Amen? And if you want to throw the word of God away, you need to throw your house away, your car away. You need to throw your jobs away. You need to throw away the banking institutions that hold your money because those things were, written, were created by man. But you don't throw those things away just because someone created it. You utilize it and you benefit from it and your families are benefited by those things. But those things may or may not have been inspired by God. But the word of God was inspired by God himself as he breathed upon it. And he inspired men to write what he was revealing to them. And now we have the privilege of having the revelation of God that we can live by. The people in the New Testament only had the Old Testament that they could read. They were living out the inspiration of God. And the people in the Old Testament didn't even, many of them didn't even have that. They were, they were experiencing God himself and then recording and pinning those experiences with God. Well, we get the benefit of thousands of years of wisdom, experience, and life that has been proven through God himself to read and to study that is applicable today more than it's ever been in the history of the world. We are living in the last days as the Bible has written, and we have the privilege of knowing what is happening now and what's going to happen in the future because of the word of God. Can I get a good yes and amen? Amen and amen. I want to talk to you about the importance of the word of God for a few moments. John 1, 1 and 2 says this. In the beginning was the word. That word is uh, the word logos. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Everybody say the word was God. And he was 
uh, and he was in the beginning with God. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Here we see that the word of God is Christ Jesus himself. It says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Unlike every other religion in the world, where most of the adherences of those religions have never met the founders of their religion, and they only believe that they existed, we have a a founder, someone who started Christianity, who started Judaism, we have one who has become a man and dwells in the flesh, and he modeled the behavior and the things that he wants us to do because he learned from God the Father. Jesus Christ is the Word of God made flesh, and he dwells amongst us. That's the reason why we say that he is Emmanuel. That means God with us. No other God or no other proclaimed God came and dwelt and lived amongst his people, but Jesus Christ came and modeled everything that the Father desired to see happen. Can I get a good yes and amen? So let me talk to you about why we should study the Word of God. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, we need to study the Word of God. We have four primary reasons, and I'm going to give them to you today. Number one, we need to study the Word of God because it produces real life transformation. We need to study the Word of God because it produces life transformation. A philosophy, a, a, a belief may not produce transformation, but the Word of God produces real life transformation. Hebrews 12, 4, 12, and 13 says this, For the Word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, joint and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. I want to let you know that the Word of God is a discerner of what's in your heart and what you should do. In the same way that Dawn dish soap cuts through grease and grime, so does the Word of God cut through nonsense and foolishness that may be in our lives. Is someone with me? The Word of God can cut through the lies that's floating around in our heads. The Word of God can cut through the defeat that may be dwelling in your life. The Word of God has the ability to cut through the attacks of the enemy that's coming against us. The Word of God has the power to produce real life transformation. And even if you're struggling and you're dealing with things, God knows how to separate what's happening in your spirit and what's happening in your soul. Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's your soul. Your spirit is what is born of God. And God knows how to separate what he's doing in your spirit and then what's happening in your soul or what's floating around in your mind. God knows how to help you to get to where you need to go and do what he's called and created you to do. Can I get a good yes and amen? amen. Jeremiah 1.12 says this, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. So the second reason we need, or another reason we need to study the word of God is God looks over to perform his word. The Lord has obligated himself to perform his word. So if we would align with God's word, we will begin to see the results of God's word performed in our lives. Most of the time, we want to see God-sized results without having God-sized obedience. Oh, snap. 
God is ready to perform his word. So if we would learn how to say, Lord, what are you blessing? And line up with the blessings of God. God is already performing what's on his word. And we get to be the recipients of the divine performance of God when we begin to obey and line up with the word of God. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, stop making stuff up. <laughs> and start doing what God's telling you. Come on. A lot of times we get in trouble because we're trying to make something up instead of finding out what God is already doing. Because God looks over to perform his word. Joshua 1.8 says this. He says, then the book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in his word. For then you will, he will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. This is a two-part success strategy. If you would meditate on the Word of God, and if you would speak the Word of God, God has guaranteed and promised you that he would give you success. Joshua is a young man taking over from Moses, who was an established leader, who had gone to the mountain of God, who had seen God, experienced God, talked to God face to face. Joshua is young. He's inexperienced. He does not have the leadership skills that Moses has. He does not have the experience that Moses has. And yet God has placed him before four million people, and he's telling them, go across the Jordan River, go into the promised land, and conquer all these people groups and then establish a nation and he's never done one thing that God's asking him to do before that moment and yet God gives him the key to the success before he starts the mission he tells Joshua meditate on my word think about my word contemplate my word meditate on my word and he said speak and declare my word and if you can think on what I'm showing you and you can speak what I'm telling you he said I will give you great success this is the key for the inexperienced this is the key for those who don't know what to do is to meditate and to speak out the word meditate means to think deeply or carefully about something it means to focus your mind on something for a period of time if you can focus on what God is saying and begin declaring what God is revealing to you God will give you success in whatever area or endeavor or thing you are seeking to accomplish amen because sometimes meditating on this word will give you direction of what you need to accomplish and what you should do. Amen. Isaiah 55, 11 says this. It says, in the same way, or it is the same with my word. God says, I sent it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere that I send it. Somebody just missed that. God's word will prosper everywhere it is sent. So if God's word is going to prosper everywhere it goes, wouldn't it behoove me to meditate on it and line up with it and focus on it so that what God will prosper my way because he's already prospered his word and I'm putting the word in alignment with what I'm called to do, what I'm supposed to do, and what I'm desiring to do? None of the self-help gurus like Napoleon Hill, 
Robert Kiyosaki or Dale Carnegie can guarantee the life-transforming impact that the Word of God can have on your life. In Proverbs, it says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge the Lord, and he'll do what? He'll direct your path. He will direct and guide your path. And if God is directing and guiding your path, that means that he's going to cause your path to be successful because it is the divine path that he's already laid out before you. I remember being in the bush of Africa, and we literally drove in places where there were no roads, and we had a land cruiser, and we ran over a tree. We didn't go around the tree. We ran over a tree. And I thought to myself, I said, this is kind of dangerous what we're doing right now because there is no path for us to travel on. And the one thing that I learned about going places where there is no path, it takes you much longer to travel where there is no path versus where there is a highway and a smooth path. When we were traveling there, we were going 65 to 70 miles an hour where there was a path. But where there was no path, we had to go three miles and five miles and seven miles an hour because it was much difficult to go somewhere where there was no path versus where the path was already laid. And when we follow the Word of God, when we study the Word of God, when we read the Word of God, when we meditate on the Word of God, God has given us a highway that causes causes us to have expedited movement and divine progression that's much easier than when we try to do it in our own way and strength. Could it be some of the difficulties we're facing? It's not because God's not with us, but because we're not doing what God has said in his word. Could some of the difficulties we face be self-inflicted difficulties that God would say, if you would just do what I'm telling you to do in my word, this could be so much easier. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, we could do this the hard way, or we could do this the easy way. Amen? Come on. Do you like pain? Just, just do you like pain? Because some pain is unnecessary. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Come on, Lord. Do that cabeza. Hard head. Makes for a soft behind. Now, I don't know if you, I know you millennials don't know nothing about that, but uh, <laughs> hey. The next reason, the Word of God has the power to create and shape everything that exists. The Word of God has the power to shape and create everything that exists. Hebrews 11.3 says this, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. I'm going to say that again. The entire universe was formed at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. The Word of God spoke and things started happening that did not exist previous to him speaking. Psalms 30 through 6 and 9 says this, And by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made in their starry host by the breath of his mouth. For he spoke and it came to be, he commanded, and it stood firm. God speaks, things happen. 
God has already spoken his word. If you will start doing what he has already spoke, then things will begin happening in your life that you've never seen before. Amen? Genesis 1, 1 through 3 says this, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. The darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then the Lord said, Let there be light, and there was light. God speaks, and things happen. For someone to diminish the word of God and say it was, it was written by man, do you know the one who inspired the writing spoke and things just started existing that did not exist? If God is powerful enough to speak something and it happens, how much more do I want to find out what he's speaking so that things can begin happening in my life? Amen? How much more do I want God to speak and find out what he's speaking so things can happen in your business? How much more do you want to know what God is saying so things can happen in your marriage or in your family? If we find out what God is saying, then we can begin living according to what God has already spoken. Amen? Hallelujah. God the Father spoke the word of creation. Jesus was the architect of creation, and the Holy Spirit manifested creation. God the Father spoke the word of creation. Jesus was the architect of creation, and the Holy Spirit manifests or brought forth creation. The next thing the Word of God does, why we need to understand and study the Word of God, is the Word of God is eternal. Look at your neighbor, say it's eternal. <laughs> Psalms 119, 89 and 90 says this, the Word, your Word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm or it's established in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations and you establish the earth and it endures. The reason why the world exists is because God established it by his word. And as long as he speaks that it exists, it exists. When God says the world ends, the world ends. It's that simple. Listen, <laughs> global warming is not going to stop planet Earth. I need to give you a revelation. I, I know you're recycling. I know you're putting your plastics in your plastic bins. But the world's not going to stop existing because too many CO2s are floating around the world. The world will stop existing when God's word says cease. Then it will cease. Because if you understand the source of the creation, then you understand who has the power to stop the creation from existing. And in the book of Revelations, it says that Jesus is going to create a new heavens and a new earth. So even the form of what we call the earth will no longer exist because God's going to do a renovated upgrade and he's going to give us a version of the earth that will be eternal that doesn't even have the ability to go away again. Why? Because the one who spoke it has the power to control its existence. If you know who has the power, then you don't have to fear. Amen? If you know who has the power, you don't have to get nervous just because things are going a little wonky. If you know who has the power, then you can have confidence and peace because what he said is what's going to come to pass. 
Isaiah 40 and verse 8 says this, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. What God spoke in Genesis 1-1 is going to continue throughout all of eternity. What God spoke in the book of Revelations is going to continue throughout all eternity because no matter what happens, God's word is eternal and it's going to abide and last forever and it's never going to pass away. The word of God does not have an expiration date. Woo! It does not have a time limit. Matthew 24, 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Amen? If his word is eternal and it carries eternal power, it behooves me to find out what this eternal word is and then integrate as much of it in my life as possible so that I can see the eternal impact in manifesting everything that we do. Amen? Praise God. And finally, the Word of God will guide your life. The Word of God will guide your life. Psalm 119, 105, and this is the practical part. He says, your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God does not want you to walk in the dark guessing and wondering what's supposed to happen in your life. But I'll tell you this, if you're not reading and studying God's Word, you're going to do a whole bunch of guessing. Amen? Come on, the Word of God is not uh, uh, $500 million lottery odds. Somebody missed that. You, you will not win. Your chances of winning are not high. God is not trying to hide his word and be like, you're gambling. You're not gambling. This is a truth that you can stand on because God says, my word is a light to your feet. It's a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God wants to reveal to you what he is doing. Job 23, 12 says this, and I have not departed from his command, but he treasures his word more than my daily food. God treasures his word in the life of the believers. Amen? Matthew 4, 4 says this, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live off bread alone, but off every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. What is God saying? Are you hearing it and are you living according to what has come out of his mouth? Satan tried to offer Jesus an alternative to the will and the word of God and Jesus said man shall not live off bread alone but we shall live off of every word that proceeds from God's mouth. Jesus was saying devil stop talking to me. I'm trying to hear what the father is saying because if I know what the father is saying then I can live the purpose and the plans he has for me not the nonsense alternative that you're trying to present to me. Anything that you're doing as an alternative to the Word of God that's not inspired by God will become a stumbling block in your life. But if you would begin doing what God is telling you to do and line up with His Word, you will live a life that is noteworthy, that people will say, how did you reach the things that you reached? And you will say, I just simply obeyed and followed the Word of God. Amen. I'm going to diverge, and I'll just close with this story. Uh, Luke eleven twenty eight says this. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. 
the founder of Chick-fil-A had an idea to create a chicken sandwich. That, that was the idea, just create a chicken sandwich. And he started selling these chicken sandwiches in Atlanta decades ago. And then this phenomenon passed throughout the entire United States of America. They don't sell hamburgers. They don't sell beef. They don't sell any of those things. All they sell is chicken sandwiches. And it is one of the most thriving companies in the whole United States of America. You know why? Because God gave him the idea. He was a Sunday school, Truett Cathy, he was a Sunday school teacher in his church, and his heart was for young people. And what God did was gave him a multi-billion dollar business selling chicken sandwiches so that he could use the resources that he got from the chicken sandwich to bless young people, to disciple young people, and to give young people an opportunity to know Jesus, become leaders, and have lives that impact their families. Families. That's the reason why he says closed on Sunday because he wanted to honor God because the Sabbath is one day a week. And he says, we're not going to sell chicken on the Lord's day. We're going to let God's people go to church and worship the Lord. And most business gurus say that's the worst thing that you can do because you're losing the whole day of profitability. But the Word of God says you should work six days and take the seventh as a rest. So even as he's following the Word of God, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, they can't keep up because they're like, what are you doing? And he simply said, I'm just doing what God said in his Word. Because the Word of God works even in the fast food industry. <laughs> understanding, <clears throat> excuse me, understanding and applying the teachings of God's Word is the key to living a fulfilling life. Those who place importance on God's Word have achieved great things beyond their imagination. God is always watching over his word, ensuring that it's fulfilled. And if we consider his word to be the supreme authority in our lives, we will live remarkable lives and achieve the impossible. Amen? Who knows if God's going to give you a chicken sandwich idea that changes an entire industry of the world. Amen? I like hamburgers but I will travel to get a chicken sandwich. Come on, somebody. Hey, come on. Praise the Lord. Stand with me as we close service. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. We pray that today's message has touched your heart and encouraged your spirit. We believe that the Word of God has the power to transform our lives and inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more inspirational messages. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you. And we look forward to seeing you at one of our weekend services and sharing with you once again next week.